Welcome to the Amy Williams Show. I'm your host, Amy Williams, and I am so excited that you're here listening to the show today. My hope and my prayer is that you find the strength and the comfort in knowing whatever you may be facing in your life right now, that you are not alone. Here on the Amy Williams Show, I'm all about being transparent in my personal struggles, my successes, and I pray that each episode brings you the motivation to keep moving forward. Let's get to it. Hey, hey, everybody. This is the Amy Williams Show. I'm your host, Amy Williams, and this is episode 12. Today, we have Dr. Siobhan on, and we're going to be talking about sex in marriage. And she gives us some great advice and steps that you can take to improve your marriage in 2020. So I really hope you enjoy this. And Siobhan, thank you so much for coming on to the Amy Williams Show. We so appreciate you. And I hope you guys enjoy, and I want to say an extra little uh, Happy New Year <laughs> for anyone that's listening, and I hope that this helps you, and I hope that this inspires you to make your marriage a priority in 2020. Here it is. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Amy Williams Show. I'm super excited to introduce our special guest today, Dr. Siobhan. She is a podcast host of Love Marriage Again, and also has a website, berelatable.com. And um, she's here to talk to us today about marriage and loving your spouse again, and about intimacy and sex and all that stuff that's kind of like a taboo subject. So uh, Siobhan, say hi. How are you? Hello, everyone. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for having me, Amy. Yes, thanks for coming on. I'm excited. So tell me a little bit about, let's start with your podcast, and then we can talk about more about your website and stuff like that, too. Yeah, absolutely. So the podcast Love Marriage Again is really what this title says. I think that we all enter marriage with these big dreams and big hopes and big promises, and we walk down that aisle with stars in our eyes and over time life happens right we um, disappoint each other we fail each other we have too much stress going on in our lives we have kids that demand a lot of our time and over the course of every marriage there are those bumps in the roads that make you sort of fall out of love with the idea of being together and so the podcast is really about the mindset, um, the spiritual principles, and the tools everyone needs to love their marriage again and to stay in love with their spouse and with their union together. I love it. I love it. And then you have your website, and, and we kind of were laughing about it earlier, but it's Be Relatable, but you have it Be Relate Enable. Get that the extra letter in there. Um, yes, that extra letter. Uh huh. But I love it. I love it. It makes sense. So tell us more about your website. Yeah. So the website is really a portal of my blog posts, um, my events. I do in person events. I'm based in New Jersey, but do events um, really all over. And there's a link to my podcast as well. But I think what people 
find most useful about the website are some of the freebies that I have there. So I have a communication guide that people can just download for free. They can also sign up to be a part of my email list, which includes a lot of other goodies. So I'm always inspired to create resources to just help people, you know, manage their mind around their marriage and to implement all of those wonderful um, good practices that we know we should be doing, but sometimes fall out of the habit of doing as well. So they can find all of that on the website. All right. So one of the favorite things that I, that I saw that you have, and I signed up for is the uh, prayer challenge. So you have prayers for your marriage. And I just love that because I think sometimes, you know, like you said, life gets busy, you have kids, you have bumps in the roads, and sometimes you just forget to pray for your spouse. And so I think it's really important for, for that to be a primary part of your relationship. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. That prayer challenge, five days, it is my most popular download. People email me all of the time about the breakthroughs they have for themselves and thinking about their marriage, just dedicating the time each day to pray for themselves as a wife, as well as, um, you know, some of the dynamics going on in the marriage. Awesome. Well, I'm glad that you have that and that um, it's a freebie because I think sometimes, you know, when you talk about marriage counseling or going and asking and seeking help, it's a lot of money. And sometimes that's just not feasible for some people. So I, I love that you offer that five day prayer challenge for free. That's awesome. So Absolutely. we're, um, tell me a little bit about you. So you're married, obviously. How long have you guys been married? I am married. So my husband and I have been married for eight years. And it's funny because we were doing a workshop together. We do couples workshops and, you know, he was introducing us and he was like, yeah, you know, and we've been married for five years. And it was just a moment of like everybody, I was like, what? And we, you know, played it off. Like it seems like it was just yesterday, but we have been married for eight years. We have <laughs> two little ones. They're currently three and five and they keep us so busy. They require a lot of teamwork amongst us. Um, so yeah, so we've been married for eight years. And I got started in this work, actually, you know, my graduate degree is in social sciences. And so I actually studied relationships. And I studied, ironically, in my um, training, I studied sex. <laughs> but from the other end, I was really uh, working on programs to help reduce adolescent pregnancy, teen pregnancy. And so mm -hmm. um, in my training, I learned a lot about relationship dynamics and things that happen in terms of intimacy and relationships and how to sort of build the skills in young people so that they are not engaging in those risky behaviors. And then um, when we had our daughter, I did a pivot in my career and really wanted to work more with adults around the relationships because working with teenagers, I could see how many of the problems that they had were really a result of, you know, being in an environment with adults that maybe didn't have healthy relationship skills. And so um, I did a pivot about five years ago and started this business with Relatable and have been really enjoying the opportunity to work with adults to develop healthy relationship skills and help them not only in their communication and connection, but really in the relationship they have with themselves, which is such a key part of developing intimacy in any, um, in any marriage. Absolutely. Um, so we were 
messaging kind of back and forth. And I, I told you a little bit about my background. So I was um, brought up Christian reformed. And I think one of the biggest things that we were taught was, you know, sex is bad. Do not have sex until marriage. And it was kind of like this, nobody wanted to talk about it other than you knew you weren't supposed to do it. And I think there's a few pastors that I can remember, like trying to have like that quote unquote sex talk from the pulpit. And it more or less was just, it was great. Like they did try and they had, you know, and I can remember them because they, it was like, oh my word, I'm so uncomfortable sitting next to my parents in church talking about sex. But, um, you know, I, I don't want to take away from what they were doing because they were giving a valiant effort. And I think just in, in general, though, it was just always, it's bad. Don't do it. You know, God intended it for marriage, save yourself for marriage and blah, blah, blah. So then when you finally get to that point of you're married, but subconsciously it's like sex is bad. I'm not supposed to be doing that. So I really want to talk about kind of that aspect of one, how as a church can we do better? And as parents, because I want my kids to have a healthy relationship and that's part of it. And uh, obviously the importance of waiting for marriage, but more along the lines of once you are married, like knowing that this is what God intended. It's supposed to be good. It's supposed to be all of that good stuff. So tell me a little bit more um, your thoughts on that. Did you kind yeah, of have a, the same thing? Um, yeah, I did. And I think, you know, when, when you do make that transition to marriage and sex is an ingredient that is there, it is a gift to the relationship. And I think a lot of people are just not prepared to handle the gift, right? And so what mm -hmm. does that look like and how can we, just as you said, not only as parents, but as individuals, just cultivate the right environment to really handle and enjoy and appreciate and honor the gift um, that sex provides us within the context of a marriage. And so I think part of it really starts with understanding the point of it, right? So yes, be fruitful and multiply, of course. And it is designed to really help us create connection and intimacy. It is the one unique and sacred act that is shared between the couple. And if we don't know how to cultivate intimacy, if we don't know ourselves, then we're not able to really build that connection with our spouse. And so I think the first and probably most important ingredient that everyone can cultivate and develop is just knowing who you are. And the way that we as Christians know who we are is by our relationship with our creator. And so I think that really, you know, getting close and intimate with God and sharing all of ourselves with him and then letting him fill us up and build us up and remind us of who we are and how beautiful we are and how amazing we are, both on the inside and outside, all of that contributes to an environment that can welcome and where intimacy can flourish. And I think that that is always the place where I start whenever I'm working with clients or whenever I'm working with a couple that is struggling in that area. It's 
how do you see yourself? How do you feel about your body? And I think, you know, as women, we are hard on ourselves and that specifically. And so, you know, we look at ourselves and we're getting older and things are not in the same places that they were before. And we think we are unattractive. We think we're not desirable anymore. And, you know, if there's nothing that, you know, people take away from this part of what I'm sharing, I just always want to remind people of God's word. Like you are fearfully and wonderfully made in your body, no matter what it looks like is amazing. Like you are a walking miracle and your body is something that you should be proud of no matter how it looks because it's served you in carrying the children that you birth. It served you in, you know, being cuddly. And it's, it's a beautiful thing that your spouse loves and adores. It's really a lot of times we project and think we're not looking, you know, sexy or attractive. And he's looking at us like, I love you. You're perfect. Just the way you are. Like, let's come on in the set together. <laughs> so I'm so glad that you said yeah. that because yeah. it, I think there's so much pressure to like look a certain way. And especially after you have kids, your stomach is not the same. You've got your tiger stripes and, you know, it, and it is, it's hard, especially after, you know, that, that first few months and you're like, I'm not where I want to be. And you know, all of that. So I think it's so glad you said that because there's times where my husband be like, Oh, you look so hot right now. And I'm like, I haven't got my makeup on. He's like, I don't right. need your makeup. You know, like, I, I love that you said that. So I think that is a really important first step. And then I think a lot of times what I find in the marriage relationship is, you know, and I don't mean to be stereotypical. And so of course, take this and apply it for your listeners, take it and apply it to your unique situation. But I think in the same vein, we sometimes get the wrong message about sex. And we sometimes get the wrong stereotype about what sex means to our husbands. And I think you know, we are bred in a culture that teaches us that men just want sex, that they are just about the physical gratification, that that's all they want. And when we get married, our job as the wife is to just like give it as much as, you know, it's desired. And I think in some ways that can be harmful. But the point that I want to talk about on that angle is really seeing that for men, sex is often more an opportunity for them to express their love for us rather than just being the physical gratification of it. And there is a book that I read that really brought this to life for me. It is, um, it's called Love and Respect. And in it, the author talks about the ways that, you know, men feel loved in a marriage is through respect. And one of those aspects of respect is the, the sexual intimacy in the relationship. And what was really brought to my awareness and, you know, my husband have and I have taught on this as well, is that, you know, men are taught that you don't express yourself. You don't like do all the romantic things that women really want, but what they are given permission to do in our culture is to express themselves sexually. And so a lot of women, I think, sometimes can be resistant to the advances of their husbands because they feel like they're just coming, quote unquote, at them for the physical 
um, experience, but I think if we open our mind and broaden our view of what sex and intimacy can mean and do for a marriage, we can see how that is the most vulnerable, um, most expressive time that our husband can actually connect with us in a way that feels comfortable and very natural to him. And so I always encourage women to just open that door in terms of your mindset and thinking about sex, because it's not just the physical act for him. It really is, you know, his way of expressing and showing love. Um, your listeners may be familiar with the five love languages. So of course, there is physical touch, which is one of those languages. And, you know, whenever we have the conversations, it's usually like, oh, he just wants you know, he just wants sex from me, but it's so much more than that. And I think that perspective will really help, um, help us again, manage that gift of what sex and intimacy can be in a marriage. You know, I read the, the love and respect book a long time ago. I'm going to have to dust it off and, and pull it back out. Cause I think it's more applicable now to my life than when I read it. Cause I think I was probably 20 ish when I read it. And I wasn't married. I wasn't, I need a refresher on that one, <laughs> but that it's is a, a good book. book. And the five love languages is good too. Um, and I think it's, it's good to know your love language along with your spouse. You know, it's yeah. not just knowing them. You have to know yourself too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then I think the other thing that I want to mention when it comes to sex and intimacy is really creating the time for it, which is something that a lot of times feels sort of awkward. Again, whenever I'm working with my clients, I'm like, let's schedule the things in that are important. And people are like, but wait, like, this is my spouse. Like, why do we have to schedule it on our calendar? Like it is a meeting. And here's what I say to that. You make time for the things that are important to you. And a lot of times, sex and intimacy falls off because we fill our days with so many other things. And when we have a break, we're so drained that maybe we just want to veg out on the couch and watch TV. And um, we miss those opportunities to, that are really nourishing and refueling to us. And I really think that, you know, sex in a marriage and intimacy in the marriage is one of those things that actually refuels you. On the front end, it feels like, oh my gosh, I don't have the energy. I'm so exhausted. Um, but once you were able to sort of get in it, you find that you are actually refueled and refreshed because you, you know, you've touched a chord within, you know, who you are as a person that needs to be fulfilled. And a lot of times we think we don't have time for it. We think it's silly to plan it out, that it should just happen, that it should just be spontaneous. And I think that in doing that, we kind of set ourselves up for failure. And the reason is because the time doesn't just fall out of the sky. You have to create it. When you think about your day, when you think about the things that are important to you, you build them into your day. And so I think being very intentional about creating the time for the intimacy is very important as well. I love that. I, I, we've tried that I think before and we kind of laughed it off because we were like, really, we have to schedule it. That's what this has come to like, Oh, next week, Tuesday. <laughs> but the way that you're putting it, it makes it make so much more sense to me. Cause it's like, you're, 
you're so dead on, so dead on. Um, now, like, I get really excited about it too, where it's sort of like, even if you do schedule it, like it could actually be like the most fun thing that you look forward to. And I think for us as women, again, with the intersection of how we feel about ourselves, like you can use it as an opportunity to like pamper yourself that day and just get a little bit more excited and, you know, like even get ready. (laughs) So just get ready and make it like a fun production. That's something that you really look up like look forward to instead of feeling like an obligation that you just have to fulfill. Oh, I love it. I love it. So with, with your clients and what, without getting too personal, like I would say like, what's a normal, um, amount for a couple? Is there a normal? That is a great question. And I'm going to say, no, there is not a normal. And I think what is more important than like the number of times a week or a month is really inviting the conversation about what you desire. I know that, you know, when even my husband and I got married, like we literally sat down and like talked about it, like what, what amount is satisfying for you. And I think people are sort of shy and afraid to have that conversation because they judge if their answer is the right answer or not, which is why I'm intentionally not saying there's a quote unquote normal. Uh, What is not normal is when you're not comfortable having the conversation. That is a key indicator that there's some block to the connection. There's some block to feeling comfortable with each other to have this conversation. But if you are in a marriage where there is a mismatch where either you're not having sex as often as you would like, or your spouse is not having sex as often as you would like, that's a signal to sort of have a conversation that may be uncomfortable to have, but is a very important one to have. And then you never want to like set a standard where it, again, feels like an obligation. I think you make time for it because it's important, because it's something you enjoy and want to be a part of, but it shouldn't feel like work like you know Mm -hmm. doing the dishes or doing the laundry or things like that um it should be something that you look forward to and so if the amount of times that you are or are not having sex is unsatisfying to you then that really is a conversation that you need to have I think sometimes like the man would say well I want it every day and the woman would be like I'm fine with once a month like not me but you know what I mean I think and I think that's very great advice to say you, you, every couple is going to be different. Every, you know, marriage and every expectation and every season is different. Like, Hey, realistically right now with a newborn and only getting four hours of sleep a night, can we scale it back? So I can also get some rest and, you know, and Hey, now all our kids are sleeping through the night. I got more time. I got more energy. You know, now this season can change and we can give more to each other. So I think it, it also matters on where you're at in life and what's going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great point. Oh, you are giving out some good stuff. This is awesome. I'm so, so glad that you are on here. Do you have any other tips or action steps that maybe we could take going into the new year to have a healthy, um, intimate relationship with our spouse? Yeah, I do. I think the last thing that I would say is something that we don't really talk a lot about when it comes to sex and intimacy. And so sex 
is an action, right? Like it is something you do <laughs> with your spouse. And a lot of times I think the, the missing link in taking the actions that you want to take is the mindset behind it. And so even in the couple you just mentioned of like, he wants to have it every day. She's like maybe once a month. I would say you want to ask yourself like, is that what you really want or is it what you feel like you can give? And the reason I say that is because a lot of times I think we may settle for what feels realistic, but we don't really investigate why we think that way. And so a lot of my work is really around your thinking and about your mindset and um, what are the thoughts you tell yourself about things. And so if I were to say, you know, starting this new year, evaluate for yourself, like, are you having the amount of sex that you want? And if not, like, why is that? What are the reasons you're telling yourself that you can't? And are those reasons actually true? Like, could you think about it differently? Could you approach it totally differently you know a lot of times people are like oh I'm so tired at the end of the day okay well does it have to always happen at the end of the day could you you know change it up <laughs> right yeah. and send the kids somewhere on a play date or find you know find some alternative time when you do have the energy um to to really make it work and make it a priority and so I think Again, the, the takeaway that I'm offering in this point is investigating everything you're thinking about sex and questioning, right? If you're not having the relationship and the intimacy in your marriage that you desire, question your thinking about it. Because once you begin to change your thoughts about it and you change your mindset about it, the action will follow. A lot of times we naturally go to the action first, but we haven't changed our thinking about it to make the action easier for us to actually implement. And so I think that applies to not only sex, that applies to weight loss, that applies to money, that applies to every area of your life that if you're trying to take action in an area and it's not working the way that you would like it to, then you need to sort of dig underneath it a little bit more to investigate your thinking. Absolutely. That's so true. And then I think it's to, to play off of that a little bit with your mindset, like it's also what comes out of your mouth. Like, are you always saying, oh, I'm too tired. I'm too tired. Well, stop saying you're tired, fix it, get more sleep or do something different. You know, it, it's kind of the same concept. So if you're always saying, oh, I, we're not doing it enough. Okay. Well then what can we do to fix it? So I love it. I love it. Um, I so appreciate your time. Is there anything you want to add before we hop off? I think, you know, I've, I've loved being a part of this conversation. So again, thank you for inviting me. And I think, again, to the woman that is listening, just reminding yourself, like, you are beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like, you are so beautiful. And you are so amazing. And you are so desired. And the more and more you see that for yourself, the more and more you believe that about yourself, the more enjoyable sex will be, the more you will want to, to do it and be fulfilled in that experience in your marriage. Amen. I totally agree. All right. And how about to any of the men that might listen? So 
So for the men that are listening, oh, goodness, there, where do I begin? I feel like that could be a whole nother. We could do, <laughs> we could do a two part. <laughs> um, yeah. So for the men, I think, I think the biggest piece of advice that I would offer to any men listening is to share your heart with your wife. I think a lot of times men are so action driven, problem solving that the value of communicating and creating intimacy through other ways of connecting is sometimes not their first and natural tendency. And I think that makes so much more of a difference for your wife in terms of being more receptive and being more excited to connect with you in the bedroom. Yes, I totally agree. You are right on. I think the, um, I would, with you saying connecting, like, I think that's part of the love and respect book too, where if you, if for women, we want that emotional conversational connection and then we're ready to connect physically where it's backwards for men, we're like, oh, whatever, you know, they want that physical. So if you can work on both, but I think one thing I would say is understanding what season your wife is in and having mm-hmm. some grace because if she's in the season of newborns or whatever, and it's like, hey, maybe now is not a good time to press the issue, but just have patience and grace and, and boost her confidence with your words. I think that's a really important thing too. All right. Oh, my word. I'm so excited. Thank you so, so much. You gave some really, really good information. So I so appreciate it. Absolutely. Glad to be a part. Yes. All right. Thank you so much for listening to The Amy Williams Show. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. If that is a yes, please let me know. Find The Amy Williams Show on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or all three of them. It's a great place to reach out and be a part of an uplifting community. It's full of support, motivation, and encouragement for whatever you might be going through. You'll meet new friends, get great content throughout the week, and not just on Wednesdays. The biggest compliment that you can give to The Amy Williams Show is by subscribing, either on iTunes if you're an iPhone user, or using the Stitcher app uh, if you're an Android user, like me. And uh, the other thing you can do is leave a review with your biggest takeaway. Reviews help get guests on the show and sponsors as well. So uh, that's very much appreciated. And also you can share the episodes uh, on your social media because that helps as well. All right. Thanks again. Go out and have a blessed day.